0: All right, as you can see on the screen, we are doing postmodernism tonight, which this will be the last of the worldviews that we're looking at. And then we'll next week we'll start breaking down the individual disciplines. We've got, I think it's 11 or 12. Next week we'll start with theology as we start working through this process. Hey, postmodernism, man, it really flows for a reason. And this is kind of this is certainly where much of our culture is at today, with what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, it can be kind of challenging because, you know, I think it's, you know, Kevin said two weeks ago, you know, with the new spirituality, it's trying to like nail jello to the wall. I mean, it just doesn't work real well and it's hard to get a grasp on it because it can be like new spirituality. It can be anything you want it to be other than truth, other than truth, okay? And so we're going to start out, this is, liter- this is a video, it's from the Washington Policy Institute. It was done six years ago. Okay, and so to set this up, uh, that's six years ago, if you can remember, of course that's a joke because I can't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but anyway, so six years ago, it's when the whole gender and the bathrooms and who can use the bathrooms and who can't use the bathrooms, and so this guy, he is on a college campus, and he's talking about this idea of gender, and it's, so it's just just listen. That, I, I really can't do anything better than just that. Just to say, listen to this, it's, um, listen to this. <laughs> I have watched this at least six or seven times, and I still, the same thing every time I see it. You know, it's just, you know, I don't get used to it. Uh, what do you think of that? I mean, that that's the best I can do to explain postmodernism to you, just to let you see and to hear, and that's just a shade of it. That's just a shade of postmodernism. Um, and like I said, it can, it can, be, it can be rather challenging. Uh, and so please pray for me as I kind of go through tonight because it's like I want to make sure I want to explain it properly, clearly, in a good way. Um, but you can't even say, no, you're not a female. You're not six foot five you're not Chinese, you're not seven years old, and you're not all of those things combined or any combination of those things. And I'm just going to say this one thing and then I'm going to move on. Just to think about this, that was six years ago. So those students that they're talking to, you would think, unless they were on the program that I was on, they've graduated and they're out there in the world making decisions. In the world, maybe they're teachers. Maybe they're business people. Postmodernism. What is it? It's a worldview based on ideas such as belief that all knowledge, values, and morals are dependent on a largely on, on and largely determined by social conditions. And they call that social constructs. You'll hear this term, social constructs, a lot within the um, postmodern realm. Uh, You'll hear me reference back and forth to critical theory. Um, People have differing opinions on critical theory as a worldview in itself. I I, I classify it under postmodernism. Um, so you're going to hear the words oppression, you'll hear social construction, you'll hear oppressors. Uh, and all of these things, are, they're just all part of the postmodern vibe that's out there and that people are attempting to live their lives under, okay? And so we go through this, and so this is what an example of it. And again, I, I've looked this up, and I found four different definitions for postmodernism. Four different definitions, and there may be more. That's just what I found, just in a quick search. And so it's even postmodernists struggle to define postmodernism, right? It was uh, my wife was just telling me she was uh, listening to a podcast, and it was about a it was about Wiccan, being a Wiccan, and so which is it's it's not it's not witchcraft, so to speak. It's more of a nature worship. But you get into that, and there's like all kinds of different flavors of that. It could be whatever you want it to be. Postmodernism can be just about anything that you want it to be as long as it's not tied to reality. As long as it's not tied to reality. It... yeah. Is always
1: evolving. So whatever you call modern, yeah. always going to be catching up with
0: it. So you're never going to find a concept. Well, you, you wouldn't. And you wouldn't. And even how they frame it, you're going to see you can never come up with a definition literally on how it's framed. Uh, and which leads, to, anyway, it leads to a lot of problems, as we're going to see. So, all right, Friedrich Nietzsche, right, the guy who did the madman, uh, he's considered the godfather of postmodernism, and so even though we live in a postmodern era now, and I've heard some arguments that we probably have moved into post-postmodern, okay? Uh, I'm not smart enough to walk down that road just yet, but it's, the idea has been around since the 1700s, certainly since the Enlightenment period. So it's not this brand new thing that's come on the scene that's been here for a long time, okay? It's just been gaining traction probably over the last 30, 40, 50 years as we're working through this. So other prominent names that are associated with postmodernism, you have Jacques Derrida, you have Michel Foucault, you have Richard Rorty, and Stanley Fish, and these are just a few, just some quick names to pop up there. You may have heard these names before. You haven't. You're probably a better off in, in that camp. Um, postmodernism rejects any meta narrative or grand story that claims to answer all reality. I just noticed this thing starting to squeak again, but um, that, so Christianity is certainly a worldview that claims a meta narrative, right? Why am I a Christian? Because I believe that the Christian worldview best answers all of the problems and offers the best solution to everything that we see in our world. And, of course, if you were to talk with a secularist, they would believe the same thing. Or a Marxist, they would believe the same thing. Right? Those are all meta narratives that they believe best explain the world that we live in. Well, postmodernism rejects that, that there is a meta narrative. You can have many, many narratives, if you will, and that's where the social constructs come in. We can have our little community here, and they can have their social construct, and you can have yours, and they can be direct contradiction with one another, but they're, they're still true. They're your little truth, little t, okay? Um, so it rejects any merit, uh, I said that already. Uh, it also resists categories and distinctions, and this makes it more difficult to nail down as a worldview. They definitely don't like labels put on them, but they don't mind putting labels on everything else, okay? They don't like labels put on them, no, 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 I, I, I don't do labels, but they'll label you in a heartbeat, okay? Um, you know, what we're going to see as we go through this is it's, um, and I'll just say this on the front end, and that is it's a self-refuting worldview. This is a worldview that cannot stand on its own. Eventually, as it's lived out long enough, it cuts its legs out from underneath of itself. It just literally cannot stand because it's not rooted in any form of reality, You can talk about it in theory, but when you try to live it out, it it leads to chaos. Postmodernism, it's a reaction to the evils of modernism, right? And it sees truth claims as political power plays rather than as statements of intrinsic reality, right? And so when they look at modernism, right, and that would be where, and we'll look at this a little bit, modernism is that time of the scientific enlightenment, And again, you go back to the 1800s where science was really starting to get a foothold and it was starting to grow and you just saw all these great things coming out of the scientific fields. Secularism, okay, we're we're back to that one. And they made all of these promises and all of these claims. Man, we were going to bring about a utopian earth through science, through modernism. Well, since that time, right, we've had two world wars, We had the use of an atomic bomb. We've had... Uh, Vietnam, we've had Korean War, we've had all of these just literal breakdowns in humanity. And postmodernism sees that and says, man, they have not delivered. And and rightfully so. I mean, that's a, that's a true claim. We can look at that, but modernism was never supposed to deliver. In a dream, that's the claim that they make, right? But because it's not according to God's purpose and design, it will never deliver on those results. It can't postmodernism rightly recognizes that. That's the good part about it. The bad part about it is they can't either. Uh, if there's any truth that comes from social constructs, and again, it's, the truth is always going to be with a small T, not a capital T, right? It's going to be subjective truth, not objective truth. If there is no transcendent source of truth or morality, then we find our identity only in our race, gender, or ethnic group. Right? And that's literally where we're at today gender identity. Again, before I came in here and looked it up, there's currently 68 different gender identities. 68. If that's not going to bring confusion into your life, nothing will. 68 different gender identities, and here's the thing: is I, this is not in your notes. Uh, neither was that last thing, man. Gender it's a term that relates to how you feel about yourself, how you feel. I was watching the right the video that we just watched, and I just went. I watched it a couple times, and I just marked every time they used the word feel. It was at least seven times that I got in that. Four minute video, they use the word I feel, you feel, we all feel, and however you feel, that's your truth. That's your truth. A social construct is an idea that's been created and accepted by the people in a society or a culture. And again, so we can have a social construct at this table and this one, and they can all, you can all have your social constructs as long as you agree to them that that's the way it needs to be, and that's your truth. Even though your social construct conflicts with this social construct. They're both true. They're both true in postmodernism. Postmodernists do not see their views as a worldview, but only a system by which all worldviews can be critiqued. Think about that. You can, you're can. you not allowed to critique postmodernism because it's not really a worldview in their mind. But they're allowed to critique everything else, right? It's this idea, you find this idea, again, you find it in critical theory where there's the oppressed and the oppressors. Just in case you're wondering, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an oppressor, okay? I'm an oppressor. And because I'm not oppressed, my ideas, my values, my worth are not as significant as somebody who is oppressed. Okay? And so that's a critical theory idea that comes out of postmodernism with that idea. So you can't critique it in their mind, but it can critique critique everything else. So it's postmodernism. It's very self-focused but it's also a very self-refuting claim. I've already made that statement. Uh, Man, many postmodern they're offended by Christian evangelism. Look at this. 47% of Christian millennials agree that at least somewhat that it's wrong to share one's personal beliefs with someone of a different faith in hopes that they will one day share the same faith. 47% it's wrong to share the gospel with somebody else. That's in its simplest simplest statement. It's wrong to share the gospel with somebody else. And it's not that these 47% don't believe the gospel. That's not the case. They just think it's wrong to go and share the gospel because I might offend you. You might be offended by the gospel that I share. And that is almost one of the most egregious things that you can do to offend somebody. Let me tell you, when you share the gospel, people are going to be offended. We need to share it with love, compassion, and mercy. We don't need to make it more offensive, right? But the gospel is going to offend people. And so will the truth. Yeah, Doug.
1: But, you know, I can understand that because you know, if, if, if you're young and you're a baby Christian and you don't know the word of God, you, know, you have a like, general Christianity, mm-hmm. you don't have any doctrinal knowledge, and then you're shaped by the culture
0: around you. Yeah. So I think that's where that comes from. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I, I definitely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't have any problems how they got there. I get that. That I don't have any issues with. My issue is, is you've got what you've learned from culture and you have what God's Word says. I I mean, that's, those are our options. What does God's Word say? Man, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all that I've taught you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That's what God's word says. Now, again, we are to do so in loving kindness, with grace and mercy. But if it's only based on, well, I'm afraid I might offend you, so I'm just not going to share the truth with you. And God's going to say, oh, you know what? That was a good call. God's not going to say that. God's not going to say that because we worry about people's feelings in a postmodern culture feelings are more important than facts. Feelings are more important than facts. So postmodern versus modern. Modernism from the 1600s to the 1960s is characterized by a strong belief in these things. Human reason, empiricism, technological advancement, skeptic, skepticism toward religion. And again, all of these things were birthed out of the 1800s, the Enlightenment period, and they, and you can still find it today. You just can't find these things in postmodernism, right? Postmodernism doesn't trust science or religion to answer the big questions of life. Because if you can answer the big questions of life, that makes it a meta narrative. That makes it this grand story that answers all of the most important questions of life, right? Origin, meaning, morality, destiny, identity, right? And those are the kind of the big questions that are out there. they're suspicious of that. They don't trust those things because they don't believe that anything can answer all of these questions. It's too complicated. It's too complicated. Postmodern exp- experience and emotions rule the game. Again, how many times I said feel? It's it's about emotional context. Right? 68 different genders to fit whatever your feeling or flavor of the day is. And it's not just gender. It's, it's not just tied to gender. I mean, that's kind of the, um, the spirit of the day, but it's not just gender. That's the easy one to pick on. Uh, postmodernism and truth said this, it rejects objective or universal truth. All right, And even if it does exist, it's, it, it's inaccessible. You can't know it. You can't know it. I mean, if truth was to walk down through your neighborhood, you really wouldn't be able to define it as truth because we have no cognitive ability to determine that something is actually objectively true. And so even if it does exist, we can't know it. Which sounds kind of similar, right, if you're an agnostic. I don't really believe in God exists, but if he exists, you can't know him. Postmodernism, they believe we can only know things through our experiences, and since we all have different experiences, we cannot know anything in an objective way. Right? So Ryan and I can experience the same thing. Hang on just a second, Jim. We can experience the same thing, but he may come out with a different perspective than I come out with, and that's okay because that's his perspective. And whenever you hear perspective, just think opinion. Just think opinion. And so we can come out with two different opinions or two different perspectives. The problem is is we're not guaranteed that we're going to come out with the right perspective because we have no standard by which to base a truth on or a morality on. Jim, yeah. See, Jim? See, yeah, you no, see, see you're, you're thinking too much. You're thinking way too much in this whole thing in postmodernism. You see, you violated a rule of postmodernism, and that is reason, logic. And that's just a violation of their very worldview. I I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying you're violating the rules of postmodernism. Right? And And so when you go through the questions that, right, that the guy was asking, did you notice the elevation of the questions of what he starts with? Right? Very benign, just very simple, but then they keep getting a little more extreme. And each person deals with that extremity a little different way. The girl with the curly hair, it's just like, oh, God bless her. I think she's still in college. Right. She's struggling with this because your worldview falls apart once you start getting to these these extremes And so I don't think any of them got to the point where they could really just say that it's all Okay, except for the one with the curly hairs. I mean, she was the only one that was inconsistent in her consistencies right Yeah Yeah. Yeah. So emotions, feelings, and I mean, so again, there's the two plus three. Do you feel like it's five, or maybe you feel like it's seven because it's all okay, right? And so, and so, literally, I mean, that's that's where you get into the the quandary. I'll just call it a quandary. Yeah. Probably, but go ahead. I'll stop you if you need to. Okay. Uh, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. You just violated the law of postmodernism. Okay, but go ahead. Finish your thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. Be rational for a second.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can have that feed into this so that they can
0: be needed. And then you have people that have a, for lack of a better term, Yeah yeah, I mean I could I could see what you're saying is, is this this is the kind of a picture that gets you all into one direction. And, and yes, I can agree with that because postmart hang on a second, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do, because once you get, because ultimately what this leads to is chaos. I mean, you are not going to escape normalcy of life or normalcy of laws or normalcy of how we live it out. I'm going to come back to you, Doug. Hang on. And so, um, but it creates a culture of chaos, right? And once you get into a culture of chaos, right, for the most part, it's like, man, I need you to make me safe. I need you to bring a sense of normalcy back to this. So then it allows for a, I'll just say, Superman uh, to come in, which would have been a Nietzsche's idea. He called it Ubermachin, I think is what it was. Is that right? Called it ubermatchen. And so that the Superman or the ubermatchen can come in and bring peace. And ultimately, again, Doug, Doug was just talking about this, the whole idea of this one world order. And so you do have the spiritual aspects of this that are taking place. Am I stealing your thunder, Doug? No, I got, I'm going to try to make, make it all make sense. Okay, okay. So, you, so you've got all of this, and so it, you clearly were moving down this road. And so when you see, and again, some of this is a Marxist ideology, right, where you end up with, Man, we got to have a rebellion so we can have progression, right? And that's kind of what we talked about last week. You have to have a rebellion so we can have a progression, right? But rebellion is not going to bring a progression. It brings a digression. It brings a digression. So so don't, don't bring reason back into postmodernism again. Shame on you. Yeah, no, no go ahead. <laughs>
1: study occult writings, these demons that get in people that do these automatic writings, they talk about the new world order. Everything is going that way. So when you understand communism, for communism to take down Western civilization, which is based on Judeo-Christian principles, which is why we have order in progress, and we came out of everybody. Their intent to break down our society is to the cause the chaos he's talking about. You can go online right now in the 1950s, and it was written the 45 things that communists had ever you to take down America. Look it up tonight if you've never seen it. I want you to go through every single one of those points and see has that happened in America? Yes. Everything. Gender identity, all these things that have happened over here the last sixty years. They've talked about and
0: they are doing it. Toppling statutes. Yeah. I, I can't make this stuff up. Okay? All this stuff is planned. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say. So that answers your, yeah. your question. It's all planned. Yeah, and there's there's and, and the thing is, is we have to remember the spiritual aspects of this. Because once we if we get away from that, then it really it becomes an us and them. And 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 it's it's not. It's it's they've been taken captive. By philosophies and lies and empty things. Parker. Rick, uh, I really love what you brought up. And I've heard it put this way, you know, the pines and the pieces being moved on the chessboard. There's a mastermind behind mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. There's Satan, but he thinks he's the mastermind, but he's not the real mastermind. Yeah. It's our Lord. Well, and that's... And, and that's, what we, that's what we have to remember as we walk through this. I mean, look, this is not hopeless because we follow Jesus Christ, right? We've read the story. We saw the end. We know who wins. And that's what we have to remember. And that's how we have to liberalize accordingly. Not in anxiety, not in fear, because, man, we serve the God who made all of this, right? And there's nothing happening. Please hear me on this. There's nothing happening that he, the Lord, is not allowing to. I'm not saying he's not caused it. There's a difference. He's not allowing it to happen. Until your kids want to go to the university. Well, they, that, that was my that was my second. <laughs> the, yeah, don't send your kids there. Okay, don't send your kids there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, let me get back to this thing. Truth is socially constructed through our interactions with others and filtered through our life experience. Again, experience, experience, experience. This keeps coming up. What's your experience? That's your truth. But again, not every experience do we have to do we see it properly? Look, here's an example. And and again, I always have to say I'm not getting political, and then I get political, but I'm really not, right? Lori Lightfoot, she's the mayor of Chicago. Right, She's just going through the election thing. Ten people are running. In Chicago, you either got to get 50% to win or the top three go to the, go to the next round, basically. She didn't make it. She didn't make it. And here's the thing is, she's like, well, you know what? It's because they're sexist, they're racist. Oh, and Time Magazine, something Time Magazine did that kept her from winning. And I'm like, you know, but in postmodernism, it's never because of the results of my action. Well, she is on top of that, yeah. And so you've got all, that's where the, yeah, that's where the sexist things comes in. But you get all of this stuff, and it is, it's not my fault. It's not my ideas. It's not that we're becoming a crime-ridden place, murder capital. It's like, it's just you're racist, sexist, and Time Magazine didn't treat me right. That's a postmodern thought, that it's not my, it's not my actions that have led to this. It's what you are doing to me. Postmodernism. Postmodernism. It believes the idea of objective truth is used to oppress oppress others. And you hear this word a lot. So if I'm out here claiming Jesus is the only way to heaven, you're trying to oppress me because I am clearly claiming an objective truth that is true for all people, all places, and all times. And so now you're trying to oppress me because I don't believe that. And so any claim to truth is is an opportunity for oppression. Now, the thing that comes to my mind is, is, wow, is that a true statement that you just made? Or is that true just for you? Because if it's true for you and not for me, why do I care? Because that's just your opinion. Because that's the reality of it. That's the reality of it is, is if we've got differing opinions and there's no way to come to the truth, what difference does any of it make? It claims all worldviews are biased in their ideas of reality and claims concerning truth. So is postmodernism biased. Well, yeah. If all worldviews are biased, then that means postmodernism is biased and shouldn't I be suspicious of postmodernism? So seven assumptions... Postmodernism makes some of them we've already made. Uh, let me see what time it is. Okay, we're good. Uh, objective or absolute truth cannot be known. Reason is subjective. This always leads to moral relativism. This always leads to moral relativism. And so the bottom line, when you start getting down and you start pushing the envelope on this idea, okay, I get100 dollars is 100 dollars. If you tell me you're going to pay me 100 dollars for raking leaves, then, and I, you only give me 50. And I'm like, this this is only $50. And you're like, no, that's $100 to me. You know, that's not going to be acceptable. But when it comes to morality and religion, we're always going to go to moral relativism. Objective knowledge is a myth. No one is neutral. We're a product of our own experiences. So does that mean postmodernists are not neutral? The world's too complex to be explained by any worldview that claims to have objective knowledge or absolute truth, and it's also oppressive. There is no God to give meaning to the world. Meaning only comes through one's experiences. Now, again, a postmodernist wouldn't have, say, you know, you're telling me, well, I'm, hey, if that works for you, that's great. If that's your truth, good for you, you do you, right? That's that one comment that the young lady said. Yeah, you be you. Again, another postmodern statement. Or, well, you have your truth, and I have my truth, and that's okay. The reality of it is, if we're talking about your truth and my truth, we're not talking about the truth. Yeah. Will you just stretching? Or are, you, are you getting ready to bring logic back into this? <laughs> Where does he gets us that's that's your that's your question, right? Well yes, because it's controversial and uh you know, I I, I have my position on it. Um it's obviously
1: got a lot of skin with uh, probably newer Christians or even people that are on different things Yeah.
0: Let me check the time. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, you know, actually, um, that's okay. I mean, yeah, honestly, I can't answer that just, I, I wouldn't do it justice just to answer that in a minute. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not avoiding it. I'm just punting it, okay? Because literally, I think for our last class, this was, I'm still working on this, but for the last class is we're going to play that he gets us commercials and we're going to walk through them. That that's the idea. So if I'm still alive, okay. If if I'm if I'm not alive and Kevin Dormer's up here, you just tell him this was what Rick wanted to do, so he needs to make Alani take that home, okay? And um, yeah, because there's just not enough time for me to walk through that whole thing. Uh, I yeah, there's just not enough time for me to I can, I just anyway, I'm moving on. Next slide. Societies like humans are biased, okay? No one's neutral. Again, we talked about that culture, language, histories, and genders. Color how we see everything. So a female is going to see truth differently than a male is. Right? A five foot six white guy is going to see different than a six foot five Honduran. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so we all see, it's because of our ethnicity, allows us to see different truths. That's postmodernism. That's postmodernism. And so it's your experiences that drive those things, and we all have different experiences, so we're all going to have different truths, and we'll certainly perceive those experiences in a different way. Postmodernism and language, man, this is just a huge piece. Man, language drives it. Language drives it. 68 different genders helps drive postmodernism. And again, that's just one piece. That's just one piece. Right? Critical theory divides people into oppressed and oppressors. Right? Scripture divides us into saved and lost. Right? Unity comes through tr- Christ in the scriptures? Unity comes through Well, unity doesn't come through through critical theory. You'll never get there. You'll never get there. Words and things, words and things that words may describe are not necessarily connected. So I can turn around and say, wow, you know what? There's a red car. Now, we could separate that and say there's red, the color red, and there's a car. And those two really don't have anything to do with each other until we use it to describe that object that's there in front of me. But for postmodernism, that may not be a red car to somebody else maybe a red paperweight, if that's their experience. And I probably had some cars that would be better paperweights than they would be vehicles. But it still doesn't change the fact that it's a vehicle. And so they're saying the words don't necessarily connect. So you have to go back then, are the words you're saying to me, do they connect? Do they have any meaning? Do they have any value? Do they have any purpose? Because if they don't, why are you saying them to me? And why am I listening to them? Postmodernism believes the world, cannot be direct, or the world cannot be directly known, but only personally interpreted. You get to interpret the world the way you want to, and you can do it the way you want to, and I'll do it the way I want to. And that's okay, even if we got different interpretations. We can describe an object. We are not really describing the object, but our personal views of the object. Postmodernists see language as a tool of oppression. And there that is again, even though they're using language to describe that oppression. It's used by the powerful to oppose the ideas on every, who impose their ideas on every, it should be imposed, uh, not opposed, their ideas on everyone else. Postmodernism believes the reader's interpretation is more important than the author's intent. So i got this book here, Making Sense of Your Worldview. Uh, Gary Phillips, William Brown, and John Stone Street wrote this. They spent a lot of time writing this book, and there's a certain thing that they want you to learn when you read this book. Right? Under postmodernism, it's like, yeah, I just don't really think you're talking about worldviews. I think you're talking about social constructs. And they're like, no, no, that's, that's not what we're... That's not why we wrote the book. Well, that's my interpretation of the book. Hey, if that's the way things work, why write a book at all? Why should I waste my time writing a book when you're just going to interpret it any way you want? The author holds the meaning of the text, not the reader. Right. And so what we see is we see that with the Bible. We see that in progressive Christianity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus didn't really mean that. What he meant is this. No, 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 Jesus meant that. He talked more about hell than he talked about heaven. He meant hell. A literal physical place. No, that's not what he meant. Trust me, that's what he meant. And it's the same thing with words. If you can just interpret my words any way that you want to, why say words at all? Postmodernism is anti-realism, right? And it's a a term used to describe the existence or the accessibility of objective reality. I deny objective reality. That's called anti-realism. It's being disengaged from the reality of the world. I'm a female and I'm pregnant. Right. And I'm not having the gender reveal because I'm going to let my my baby reveal that when they get old enough, completely disengaged from reality, biologically, emotionally, mentally, disengaged from reality, anti-realism. Whatever is real cannot be known to us. Everyone has their own interpretations. I've been saying this again and again. You have your truth. I have my truth. Um, All truth claims are valid. What about science? They reject scientific explanations of reality. Why? Because it's not the data. It's not the facts. It's not the experiment. It's my feelings. And if I just don't like the results from your scientific experiment, I just don't accept them. I know you say the world is round, but it's actually flat. And that's my reality. You can bring all kinds of empirical data that you want. We reject that. We reject that. They reject all meta-narratives. They see science not necessarily as a field of study, but it's so-called facts to fit the assumptions of the scientist. It's a power grab. It's a power grab. That's how postmodern. Okay, so do they live it? Can you live out this worldview? Right? Because that's going to be one of the tests of a worldview. If you can consistently live this worldview out, or it can be consistently lived out, then that's an idea. Okay, this could be a true worldview. Do they do? Do you, as a postmodernist, do you lock your door at night? If you live in Memphis, I know you do. And you lock your car doors? How about your bank account? Do you ever check what's in your bank account? or does it? I've got a million dollars in there. I'm good. Do I pay my student? Yeah. No, the government's going to take care of that. I'm sorry. I just went political. I apologize for that. Um, do they take prescribed medicines? Again, when, when Kevin was talking about new spirituality, right, he had two pills on the screen. You remember? One was Tylenol. What was the other one? It was arsenic. The pills looked exactly as. Look, take either one of these. It's going to be good. They both look the same. They're about the same size. Don't worry about it. Whichever one you feel like is going to help you the best, you take that one. We'll know which one you took. If you take the arsenic, we're going to know. If you take the Tylenol, we're going to know because you're going to still be alive. Hey, reality matters. Reality matters. Do you look both ways at an intersection before you cross? I know that's a semi coming at me, but to me... I just don't believe it's a semi. And by the time you figure out that it's a semi, it's too late. Anti-realism. Postmodernist claims worldviews, perspectives. But they do not, nor can they live according to these worldviews or slashes, perspectives. You just can't live it out. You can't live it out. Postmodernism and humanity, all right, speed this along. There's another video at the end I want you to see. What does it say about humanity? We're not a person. We're not a human being. We're subjects. We're bodies. We're units. No human nature, no soul, no mind. You're ever-evolving, highly sexual social animals. Aren't you glad I educated you on this tonight? I feel better about myself. Right. So, what's wrong with us, man? It's the the problem is, is that you believe in a meta narrative such as Christianity. Right. You believe in a meta narrative, and that's creating all of these problems in the world. That's postmodernism. That's their right. There's no universal truths. There's no God that we're accountable to. There's no more absolutes that we must adhere to. If there's objective reality, there's no standard to determine what is right, wrong, or good or bad. You can't rightfully say that what Hitler did to the Jews was wrong. If you're a postmodernist and you're living it out, you cannot rightly say that. Or Jeffrey Dahmer, chopping up people, hiding them in his floor, you can't say that that's wrong as a postmodernist. Right? The one young lady with the curly hair, well, that's not my place to say And again, it was, look, you're six foot five. It's not my place to say that you're not six foot five. Would it be your place to say that it's wrong to torture babies? No, that's not my place to say. Look, we all intuitively, intrinsically, we know that. We know what's good and bad. We know what's evil. We may commit it, but we know it's wrong. We intrinsically know those things. So how should we live? Postmodernists say we should abandon our search for objective truth in favor of pragmatism. Again, back to Hitler. Man, Germany, man, when he was at his peak, it was an efficient running country. The trains ran on time. School started on time. It worked well, pragmatically speaking. Man, that was the one wicked evil place but it ran well. It it did its evil well. Pragmatism should never be our standard for what is right and wrong. And they believe through dialogue, we can reach agreement about what works best. See, a postmodernist would sell Zelensky to get with Putin. And if they would just talk enough, they could get this whole thing figured out and it would all be good. I'm just not really sure that Putin believes that, right? Postmodernism would fail again and again and again. So, postmodern and other worldviews, how does it view all of these other worldviews? They're just meta narratives. They're just a worldview of oppression, trying to oppress other people, oppress other people. So, consequences of postmodernism it contradicts itself, right? It's self refuting. There is no absolute truth. So, why do postmodernists impose their concept of truth on others? If there is no truth, why are you pushing your ideas on me? That's just your perspective. That's just your opinion. Their view of personhood is unsettling. If humanity has no identity, then it has no value and it has no purpose. And if you can't figure out your identity, it's always going to lead to depression. Right now, the CDC just put a study out. I think it was about two weeks ago this came out. Man, man. Amongst Gen Z, 25 years and down, man, teenage girls are suffering from the highest rates. I think it's somewhere like 72 or 73%. If somebody knows that number for sure, let me know that, but of depression. And we talk about this because we don't know who we are anymore. We're confused, And, and there's really no hope of ever finding out who we are. Unless we find our identity in Christ. That's it. That is it. That's our only hope. Again, just another one. It was, again, Gen Z -- I know they're taking it on the chin tonight, right? But it is 20 percent of Gen Z and this is put out by Barner Research identify as LGBTQ. A plus. Somebody asked me about that, and I said, well, the key word there is they identify. That doesn't mean that they are. They just identify as that. It's the same way as, right, some of the research that we've done before where, you know, we, we can come up with like 69% of the people in America identify as a Christian. Self-identify. I mean, they are. Doesn't mean they are. It is problematic that we still have 20% of Gen Z that sees themselves, they identify as that. That's problematic in itself. But again, it's when we start talking about this postmodern idea, man, the consequences are devastating. They're devastating. It leads to catastrophic results. You got Roe v. Wade, you got the Oberfeld decision giving us gay marriage. Again, it, it just goes on and on and on. Things never end well in this worldview, never. And, and they can't. Look, I mean, to put that on a postmodern worldview to think, okay, they're going to get this all figured out. They don't, their grounding is wrong. Their foundation is wrong. They're never going to get to the truth, and so they're never going to offer the right solutions. It's impossible. So just some closing thoughts. There's nothing but interpretation. It sees traditional institutions as broken and can't be trusted. Life is random because there's no grand story. Postmodernists, there's no fixed identity. In other words, gender, we were just talking about that. Uh, They say no worldview is true, so all worldviews are valid. And there is no objective truth. So I got this off of Alyssa Childers, off of a tweet. This is a while ago, street questions to ask, analyzing ideas. This is not on your paper. If you want this, take a picture of that. Right? And so it's, there's your truth and there's the truth. I know that's kind of small. I apologize. It says, your truth is, are you being asked to bypass your mind or rational thinking? The truth is this statement or situation based on objective reality. And this is how we get to this idea. Is it a truth or is it the truth? Is the imagination seen as superior to and separate from your logical and rational mind? Are you engaging your imagination still while still accessing your logical, rational mind? Imagination's not bad. I mean, that's a good thing. Emotions are are a good thing they can get out of control real quick we just got to balance those things with what's logic and rational is the truth in this situation dependent on how it makes you or someone else feel or is the truth in this situation dependent on what the word of God says and that's where we've always got to come back to we can talk logic we can talk reason you know what God's word never goes against that but we've always got to get back to God's word always all right so this is a, what's coming up next? It's just a, um, it's a video. I think it's about five minutes. It's on critical theory and the Bible. Okay. Oh, thanks. If you're not actively cultivating a biblical worldview, then you're passively absorbing a false one. All right, any questions? Oh, spark it. Oh. No, go ahead. So I was, I, was uh, I wrote something down. Gender is
1: a social construct. I always thought they, that was someone saying like, so when I heard that, I thought that they were saying that gender is not real. But really what they were saying is more like gender uh, is a social construct. So it's whatever the social,
0: That's that's how it would be defined, but again, you could go and say that society says there's only two genders, male and female, but if my feelings say something different, even that and that's that's where again that's where self or postmodernism becomes self refuting because it, it begins to eat itself because it's like oh no, no no my feelings say something completely different, and my feelings are more important than. The social construct is where you will end up on that. Yeah. Does that help? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jim. Is this really a first world problem? Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, it is. It's a first world problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You don't. You you don't you don't have these issues down in or in the Congo or, or stuff like that. I mean, trust me, they got real problems they're trying to deal with. This is a first world problem where we got too much time on our hands, Doug. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm, that. yeah. So what they did they to divide us and break us down is do it on gender and race, and that's when we get critical race theory. So critical theory's a little bit different
0: than critical race theory, but they're all going to the same purpose, and that's to get this chaos we're talking about, to get the new war, or, you know. Yeah, you know, well, critical critical race theory, it's it's gonna come up under critical theory. I mean, that's the you know, that's oh, okay, yeah. But, but I'm saying it's a continuation, oh, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And they weren't having as well good a success like say here, you know, or for like these are first formations that are doing well. Because like say here, right? Okay, you can be poor, but if you work hard and you have the means, right, you could then be wealthy, right? Yeah. So it doesn't quite work, okay? Versus say like you're born into money and then everybody's a So we can even go take it from the you know Karl Marx's idea. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and it brings it to that emotional level, which always becomes personal at that point in time. I mean, once you start dealing with somebody's emotions and certainly their identity, right? Because to sit there and say, oh, well, you know, that's just an act in your life. No, no, that's my identity, and that's why people get so offensive about it. Yeah, great. Yep. Yeah. And again, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but again, a postmodernist is just going to say, that's your truth. That's just not my truth. Now you spoke truth and that's an opportunity, but again, for a postmodernist, that does nothing for them until you begin to break down that worldview. There's no reason for them to come over and consider any other idea And so it's this, you know, we hear a lot about deconstruction today within the the church and stuff. But you know what? I mean, that's, that's a real thing. But the reality of it is, is when I'm having a conversation with people, I'm trying to deconstruct their worldview so I can insert the truth of the gospel there. And again, that may be one conversation. That may be 12 conversations to get us there because if I think my worldview is true and yours is true, there's really no reason for us to meet in the middle or even to compromise on it. We just, we're both right. Or we both disagree. So, and again, that's, that's that idea. You we're just talking past somebody at that point in time. Anything else? Hey, I talked a few weeks ago about the Colson fellows program. I've got some packets of information up here. If you're interested, if you think you want to go more deeper into this, I don't have a lot, but anyway, there's about 10. Come up and get one if you're interested. If you're not, don't worry about it. Let me close us in prayer. Blessed Father, Lord, we thank you that you are the truth. You're the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but through you, Lord Jesus. And this we know. This we know that you you died for our sins. And, Lord, our hope is always in you. Our faith is always in you. And, Lord, regardless of what the moment is of the time, The story is what we're living for, and that is your story, O Lord. And so we just want to bless you and praise you. May we go this week with wisdom. uh, As we live out the rest of this week, may we go in kindness and mercy and grace and compassion. And, Lord, may we be filled with the fruit of the Spirit, that everywhere we go people would know that we were different and that we belong to you. I pray your blessings upon each person here, O Lord, and it's in your mighty name we ask these things. Amen.